Welcome back to the Little Bit Out West podcast. We are going to get a little bit out west today. We're going to be talking about miracles. Now, in order for us to talk about this subject, we're going to have to agree on a few definitions. When we look around us in our everyday life, if we look closely, there are miracles happening everywhere. And yet, because we're used to those things, we don't think of them as being miraculous. For instance, there are many things that science cannot explain. And yet, we're so used to it that we don't really think of it as being miraculous. What Jesus did by bringing God into our life and dying for us, he fulfilled what we've talked about before about the Jubilee. And so that changes everything. That is the source of the miraculous because suddenly everything is different. All of a sudden, Jesus is here and he said, you know how it used to be where you were judged and where you've suffered the consequences of everything that you did and that there was no hope? Okay, that's that's gone now. I'm here and I've died for you and I've paid that price. And so now I have freed you and you have a miraculous opportunity to move into this relationship with God. Really, when we're talking about miracles, that's what freedom does. It's sort of like that story I told you about the horse. The horse had got himself tangled in the wire and I went out there and I used some wire cutters, and I cut him loose from that wire. And you know, to that horse, that was completely miraculous, because he had no idea how I was able to make that wire let him go. And I freed him miraculously. I think that what we have to understand in our life is that this is what God is doing to us and around us. And because things become commonplace, we don't recognize when that happens. I mean, if you just think about it, everybody knows about the miraculous aspect of birth. I mean, think about it. You know, a process is started where a seed goes into the ground or the seed goes into the woman. And then there's this miraculous thing that happens where the two things come together and nobody really understands exactly how that happens. We just know that it does. And then over a period of nine months, this baby grows and then it's born. And if you're like me, when you saw that happen, you were like, oh my gosh, this is miraculous. This is amazing. Basically, what we run into here is the two ways of thinking that are in opposition to each other. There are the people who are naturalists who believe that nature is what it is, and it's all explainable by the processes of nature. And it's almost impossible for there to be agreement between the naturalists and what we could call the supernaturalists, because the naturalist thinks that nothing except nature exists. And so everything is part of nature and there's nothing more than nature. And in that group, they would think of everything that we can perceive with our five senses that that's all there is. But Obviously, that's discounting emotions and and philosophies and things like that that are outside of the five physical senses. Everyone instinctively knows that there is far more to life than just our five physical senses. 
I think that any honest-minded person can understand that there is this unseen realm where things are happening outside of what we can see. And that's where this area of God comes in, that, that there is something that exists beyond just the natural processes. And of course, if you don't believe in God or a spirit world or a creator, then you're never going to be able to accept that there might be something more than what you're seeing, even though deep down that's illogical because we know that we have emotions that are beyond the five physical senses. We have these ways of thinking that are beyond the five physical senses. And of course, someone who doesn't believe in that, they're going to come up with some other reason that it's there, some physical reason or chemical imbalance or whatever. And you're never really going to ever convince that person, probably, um, because they have a predisposition in that direction and it's just not going to, to change. But for us, we can look into our lives and see these things that you just know. And everybody has had these experiences where these things cannot be explained naturally. There are things that happen, thoughts that we have. There, It would not be possible for you to tell me that there's not a God because of the experiences that I've had. However, I can't give that to you because that's something that you have to come to on your own. And when you see these things happening that appear to be quote-unquote miraculous, then you start to say maybe there's more than just the natural way that things are. The real point of the whole discussion of miracles comes down to the discussion and arguments for and against existence of God or a creator. Really, that's what the whole thing comes down to, because as a Christian, we say that God, first of all, created everything. But then second of all, as a Christian, we're saying that God became a man. Something like that cannot happen unless unless there is such a thing as miracles. I mean, that is the ultimate miracle. Everything begins and ends essentially with, is God able to become a man and then through that process die for us? And until you're able to answer the question for yourself as to whether or not there is a God, then a miracle will never be seen as that. When you start talking about miracles, you're talking about, is there a God and does he have an effect or an interest or influence in what goes on in our life? Or is this all just random? And and I mean, it really, <laughs> I mean, I know I've said this before and I apologize for repeating myself over and over, but it really it's everything. I mean, it's sort of like Jesus changed everything by his death. And so each one of these pieces, it's sort of like the whole evolution question. You can't have certain things without other things. Okay, what I mean by that, like the creationists talk about how did a woodpecker evolve? Because woodpecker has this super long tongue that has to be kept inside of a sheath that goes through its bill and 
wraps around this and that. I, I don't remember the whole detail, but I just remember that creationists were saying it's impossible for a woodpecker to have evolved because so many of the things involved in that have to have the other things. It has to be an instantaneous thing. You couldn't do it by stages. You couldn't have a really super long tongue and not have somewhere to put it. There are a lot of examples of this in nature that you can see that it is impossible for things to evolve by stages gradually. It has to happen instantaneously. And it's the same way in these theological areas. You can't have miracles unless you have a God. And you can't have Jesus unless you can have a God. Unless there's a creator who can step in and out of our natural existence, and unless there's something beyond our natural existence— then you can't have anything outside of that natural existence. And everybody, anybody, if you look into your own life, it doesn't take very long. Just in a few moments, you're going to run across something that could not possibly be only natural. You start looking into actual science, and you can see these miraculous things happening, but then you have to come up with some quote-unquote natural answer for how that thing happens. And there are just too many things that don't have an answer to our understanding. Of course, you know, the the logic that goes past that is, well, just to say, okay, well, we don't understand it, but we will someday. Well, I think that's true, but that doesn't make it any less miraculous. How does a seed come off of a tree and then regenerate itself? Nobody has the answer to that, but we all see it happen every single day, and we know that it happens. And so we say, well, yeah, that's natural. It just happens. But nobody can really explain exactly how a seed can go into the ground and have the conditions met so that the ground and the water and the environment of being in that situation creates an entire tree out of one little teeny tiny seed. You see what I'm saying there? These things are so interwoven into our life that we actually refuse to see some things in order to stick to this narrative that there is no God. You have to deny certain areas of your life in order to hold on to that belief because the miracles are happening around us every day. Okay, I'm sure I've beaten that horse to death. I have a song that I want to share with you guys. I just found this song this week. I was editing the podcast that's coming up on the Wild Man and Steve show with Mark Killian, and I just really enjoyed this song. I wanted to share it with you. I talked to him. He said it was all right. And you can find him on title at Mark, M-A-R-C, Killian, K-I-L-L-I-A-N. And this is from his album, Shine On. The song is Winner Takes All.
question really comes up, how could the things that happen in the Bible happen if there are no miracles? And so everyone on that side of the question tries to come up with quote-unquote natural answers to the question. How could Jesus multiply food? How could Jesus walk on the water? How could Jesus calm the waves and the wind? And without an understanding or an acceptance at least that there is more to our life than just what we can see and feel and touch and taste. Unless you come to that realization, you'll never get there. And basically what you're left with is a pointless life with no meaning, no substance, and no purpose. I mean, just out of self-preservation, I can't go there. And some of you know my story. I reached a point where if there was no God and if there was no afterlife— then I was just going to be done. And and I still, I'm still that way. If someone was able to prove to me that there was no God and no life after death, I'd be gone tomorrow. I mean, why not? Why, why would you want to stay here if all we get is 80 or 90 years and then nothing? There's zero point to that, none whatsoever. I have zero desire to live in a world where this is all there is. And I think if you think about it, you are too, which is why there's so much hopelessness and anxiety and depression is because we're being told this is all there is. The other part of that is that this is all there is except for the dark side that does exist. And so then you have to get involved in all of that. If evil can exist, then good exists. And if good exists, then God exists. And if God exists then the quote-unquote natural world must be infiltrated and influenced by its creator and by its spiritual underpinnings. You just cannot have such a thing as only natural. Everyone, to some extent, deep in their heart, admits to themselves that there is more to this than just the natural That's what I think. 
Let me know what you think. You can get a hold of me at oldsmithmusic at gmail.com, and I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Let me know what you think, and I'll see you next week on the Just a Little Bit Out West podcast, and we will get just a little bit out west. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.